Welcome to Launch Your Wealth. Jonah Lemons here, your podcast host, real estate entrepreneur, a mom of six talented kids. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are making it across the globe from Canada to USA, Germany, Norway, Australia, Philippines, Israel, Russia, just to name a few. And in this episode, we have debuted Ryan Cruz as my co-host. And we are both so excited to bring about new episodes where we are touching on education, career, not only that, but for the millennials, for the youth. And our purpose and our goal is to really share that positive voice, to encourage, to inspire. And one thing that I want to emphasize here is that as we share with you these open conversations, it is coming from the bottom of our heart because as a mom, as a woman entrepreneur, and of course, raising six kids, I do believe it's not an easy path and it's something that we cannot take for granted. So to all the moms out there who are balancing, who are raising a family and who are keeping the fort down, I commend you, you inspire me, and now I get to share this platform with my son. And it is such a great honor and privilege that I want to make sure I can take care of. And by doing that is by sharing amazing, valuable content right here at Launch Your Wealth. And so in this episode, Ryan and I are sharing this open conversation with Christine Tay of Tay Financial Coaching. And I will tell you right now, it is all about financial education career development, making the transition, and working on the mindset. She is known as the money queen. She helps transform your relationship with money so you can achieve your financial goals. Said, you know, we're kind of um, in this scenario where we're so interested to talk to a financial coach. Because I think, you know, with the whole uh, premise of financial advising or financial advisors, and then, you know, we don't know what you're learning at school. We don't know if it's going to translate, you know, going to college. So Ryan is Mm -hmm. college bound. And so I, you know, I was really inspired to collaborate with him uh, on this series. So we don't know how many we're going to be doing. We may do 10, we may do endless, but we're so glad to have you. And, you know, Aside from all of the stuff that, you know, we see you on LinkedIn, we see you with your, you know, uh, financial coaching, you know, courses, and just you've done such amazing, you know, sort of this path that you've gone into. And I want to welcome you, Christine. So, you know, share with us, like, who is Christine outside all of that? Yeah, thank you so much uh, for inviting me, first of all. So I'm really honored that, you know, you you have me as your guest. Yeah, so... um. So before I became a financial coach, you know, I was in the corporate America. That was four years ago. I was working full time and doing this at nights or weekends. So, um, yeah, I guess your question, who am I outside of doing a coaching? Yeah. So I have, um, so I'm a single person with two dogs. I have two furry kids. So I, I decided by choice, I don't want to have kids, you know, for various reasons, finances being one of them. But of course, you know, people, you know, once the kids, uh, I, you know, that, that's up to them. But I just chose it, you know, because I, I want a lifestyle where I'm, you know, I, I want to do whatever I want. And then so the fur, I decided to just have furry kids. So, um, yeah, so I'm pretty spiritual. And then like I, I moved here. I just recently moved to Vegas. So I used to live in the Bay Area. 
for 20 years. So I'm Chinese, I was born and raised in the Philippines, and then I immigrated there back in 2000, so that was 20 years ago. And so I just, so I, um, so I actually recently ended a long-term relationship, and then, so I decided I'm like, you know, if I move to an apartment in the Bay Area, as I was looking, it was like, it costs almost $3,000 for one bedroom, one bed apartment. And then my, my business is mostly, it's all pretty much virtual right now, and with COVID, it's like virtual. And even before that, it was 90% virtual. So it wasn't too hard to just convert some of them to virtual. So I decided, I was wondering, like, why am I going to have to stay here, you know, pay so much money when I can find somewhere else where it's cheaper? So I, I, I started wondering, um, you know, researching areas where I can drive because I have two dogs. So it was either Washington or Nevada because they're drivable from, you know, California. I mean, other places are drivable, but that's like too far. I need one day's worth of driving. So Vegas was more enticing to me because, you know, I think everybody's going to end up coming to the strip at one point. <laughs> so there's, there's, you know, it's like a very worldwide touristy. <laughs> Exactly. So they are going to bound to come here at least once in their life, unless they really don't like traveling. So yeah, that's kind of how it went. And then like, um, you know, it's a lot cheaper here. My, my apartment is $1,200. It's a luxury apartment. And, you know, it's big enough for me and my two dogs. And I'm kind of liking just having a small place because I realized that when I was moving stuff, half of the stuff I pack, I probably don't even use. So you, when you have a bigger house, you end up collecting a lot more stuff. So yeah. I'm trying to downsize and getting rid of all this stuff as much as possible. And then, so yeah, so that's kind of where I am. I moved here as this is my third week now and then things are going well. It was, it was hot for the first two weeks, but it's actually starting to cool down now in September. So to, right now it's 80 degrees, but before it was like at least a hundred degrees, it was pretty hot. So, so yeah, people said nine months of the year is beautiful. Only the three months of the summer is not. So yeah, I'm just enjoying my life here. I'm just exploring and then, um, yeah, and then just settling in and getting to know, trying to meet people and trying to settle into my new life. Yeah. That's, you know, it's interesting because when I heard your podcast with Yona Wise, you talked about leaving corporate America and, you know, I kind of want to, you know, kind of just um, set it up for, for Ryan to understand, you know, being, uh, being young and compared to where we're at, you know, there's a lot of decisions that we need to make at some point in life. And so, you know, take us back, like, what was that transition like? Like you, you know, you, you started, you know, this corporate America career and then suddenly you, you spent years you know, vested into that, what was going through your mind? Like, did you plan that? Or was it, was it like one day you just had a light bulb and you're like, you know what, I think I need to make a change, you know? And, and because I think we get a lot of that prejudgment if we make decisions like that, you know, the job security, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. the career development. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why are you leaving? You know, you've, you've spent 10 years there. Maybe you should just keep going, you know, all of those things. And I think the impact for a younger person like Ryan I think it's, it's mm -hmm. a good perspective to really share mm -hmm. because I think most of them amidst this pandemic, they're probably scared. Like what's going to happen in four mm -hmm. years when I finish, you know, college. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what's your take yeah. on it? I mean, are you, do you feel that it's a question that, you know, most uh, younger, you know, uh, individuals like you would be asking themselves at this point or, you know, where are you at with that? I'm just uh, interested to see your take and then Christine's take. Well, I just feel like, you know, a lot of people in today's generation, um, they don't know about like a lot of money. So like, they don't know how to like manage it. They don't know how to spend it. They don't know how to, you know, create opportunities, opportunities for themselves to really, you know, understand that 
their future relies on it. So, I mean, not, not a lot of people know about financial education. So um, we just all got to learn together and, you know, use this time right now to really understand it. So that's the, yeah, that's so true. I wish I was introduced to that, you know, when I was 17, 18, I learned it on my own, actually. So what's your take on that, Christine? You know, amidst uh, this pandemic, you know, colleges uh, are sort of in, in this closure, remote learning. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's getting affected, of course, economically as well. Um, what's your take on that when you were going through your own, you know, uh, schooling uh, stage and then you went to your career and then you transitioned to being a full-time business owner? Yeah, you know, I mean, first of all, there's no such thing as job security, okay? So that's like, I think that it all depends on the person because I've had clients who are in like, you know, they either, you know, they were cut down to whatever, 70% of then, then they're like, some of them, they can't even live on that one because they were already living to paycheck, paycheck to begin with. And then with the cut of their paycheck, then it's like a negative cash flow, right? So there's no such thing as job security. And then like, so, so then I tell them like, even with me as an entrepreneur, I constantly have to figure out how to make money, right? So the same thing with them, you get cut, your salary get cut, and you have to figure out how to make money. But I think a lot of people just get trapped into this mindset, like, yeah, I need that job because of job security, but really it's not, you can get laid off anytime you want to as well. So I think it all boils down, you have to have a strong financial foundation. So I did wrote an article about that, like I, I titled it, why you're, I'm afraid of being laid off because someone asked me this question. So if you have your good financial foundation, you have six, you know, I mean, six months to a year worth of cost of living expenses, that's called emergency fund. And then, you know, you, you got your ducks in a row, you're on positive cash flow all the time. You got, you've been saving your money, you, you've been investing. So there's no reason for you to to be afraid of, you know, losing your job. So as long as you have confidence that you have the skills and then like, you know, you have marketable skills to sell and then you know, like, okay, you lost your job. Like, you know, what can you do, right? Like, you know how to make money. Like, you know how to initiate that because like, you know, I mean, to be an entrepreneur, you don't even really need a degree. Like to, to make money, you, I mean, you don't need a degree. And then sadly, Ryan, like, you know, you don't learn financial literacy in class, right? So I did a post about this, like financial illiteracy may not be your fault, but financial literacy is your responsibility. Right. Because like a lot of my clients, you know, most of them who are financially illiterate are like, because they were raised in a family wherein their mom doesn't, their kid, their parents doesn't know any better. So their parents might be even financially illiterate because that's all they know. So if you don't learn that at home, and in school, there's no financial literacy class. You don't yeah. learn that in school. I mean, where are you going to learn it from? I mean, most of them sometimes just get tired. I mean, the ones that I know who learn to kind of pick up on their own was that because they got tired of being tired. So they got tired of being broke. They got tired of always doing the same cycle. But they kind of learn that on their own. But most people, they can't, right? So that's why I'm there. You know, that's why I offer my services. Like, in, initially, when I was looking to to quit my job or, like, change career was um was that I – you know, I, I, want, I was trying to get into the financial professional field. I was a little turned off by the industry because then I would used to live in Silicon Valley. You know, that's a, a city full of, you know, wealth. Mm -hmm. And then so I just, there's just, um, all of them is just interested to help you if you have money already to begin with. But I'm like, what about the people who doesn't have the money? Like right. when initially I wanted to hire a financial professional and then like they're all like yeah do you have a hundred thousand dollars like you know that i can manage because they're all about 
you know, like getting paid for managing your money. But then I was only, I was interested like to be taught how money works, to be taught how investment works, but I want to do it myself. So I just got turned off. And then there was one, um, you know, fr friend of mine, like he's a CFP, but then he was like, he he um he sold whole life insurance mm. and then like it, it it felt like he was just pushing selling the whole life insurance on me and then like i didn't have kids i didn't plan to have kids so there was really no like what am i gonna use the whole life insurance for like so so for everyone who doesn't know what is life insurance life insurance the purpose of life insurance is to insure a life and usually to insure your life because there are some someone else who are financially dependent on you like right. if something happens to you, then you want to make sure they're taken care of. Usually that happens with either your spouse who, who are a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad or, or kids. You know, that's usually the main reason you're going to have life insurance. But for me, I, I mean, <laughs> I might just need a trust to make sure my, my dogs get taken care of, but not life insurance. Like if I pass away, you can't say beneficiary, the dogs. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it was like, so I just got turned off and I was just like, what about people who doesn't have money, who just wants to learn about how finances work? And then and in, in, uh, back in the year where the housing bubble burst, like I, I want a condo there. And then at the time, like, you know, my, my house went down. It really went down oh, the yeah. market. And I, yeah, and I really, um, I, I really wanted to sell it or get up because everyone was walking away from their home. So that was when I was in my 20s, way long before I became a financial coach. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure who I really needed someone to talk to. Like, should I, is this a good idea to short sale, to walk away from the house, to keep it? So had I, have I been my own financial coach at the time? I would have told myself to just keep it because then, you know, I put so much money on it already. Like just to look at the financial analysis, but I didn't have anyone to reach out to. And at the time, financial coaching wasn't really that popular. Maybe there were somewhere, but I just didn't know how to Google them or whatever. And then the real estate, uh, you know, agent that I hired, like he was kind of representing buyer and the seller because I was short selling. So of course he, he wanted his commission. Right. So, so yeah, I, I ended up short selling that place. You know, I kind of regretted it, but you know, I, yeah. So, so that was my, probably my biggest financial mistake I've made. And then my point was that, yeah, if only I had a financial coach to talk to already at the time, you know, I would have told myself to just, you know, hang, hang tight on it. And then like all these numbers I'm going to show in front of them would have, convince me to just keep it because I would have rented it out and still make money from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you touched on, on like three or four different, uh, important topics, you know? So just to, to, to be clear, uh, you know, for those that are, you know, not sure why we're talking about CFPs and life insurance, I just want to kind of, you know, uh, share some some insight coming from my end is that you know working with a, a certified financial planner there's nothing wrong in doing that um, but i really believe mm -hmm. that the financial literacy should come first mm -hmm. so that you're able to form yeah, your exactly. educated questions because what christina exactly. is saying yeah. is i wish i had somebody like me to talk to during those trying times you know the 2007 mm -hmm. market crash financial market crash mm -hmm. i was also in that and so I saw, mm -hmm. you know, the wins and losses yep. and so many people were affected. Yep. So to, to get back up from, you know, that particular scenario, the ground zero and rebuilding mm -hmm. yourself up, I think that takes, mm -hmm. you know, not only guts and resilience, but the financial mm -hmm. education side, because if not, yep. it will, it will lead you to depression. It will lead you to mm -hmm. getting up and maybe mm -hmm. continue those bad habits that maybe didn't work mm -hmm. and, and you're not aware that you're making the same mistakes. The other thing too mm -hmm. is 
life insurance is is a great um I, I don't call it the hedge but i would say you know it's it's almost like like you're saying if you have dependents you need to somehow mm -hmm. have something for mm -hmm. them because there's still yep, going yep. to be bills that you need to pay mm -hmm. yeah uh, and, and and the one thing that you you know you shared here which is you know uh, in the real estate topic which is short mm -hmm. selling you know of course mm -hmm. with the market crashing people were over leveraged mm -hmm. so during mm -hmm. that time yep. that's when the losses happen and and honestly it's a scary time so we don't normally know what to do at a very short time mm -hmm. i mean you may have maybe three yeah. days so i appreciated mm -hmm. that because I appreciated what you what you shared because I think it's such an important perspective now that we're here amidst mm -hmm. this pandemic and a lot of people are I don't know 34 35 million unemployment that's been reported mm. you know yep. many people wow. may transition yeah. to, to entrepreneurship maybe some people may not recover until later on you know so it's a very relevant topic I think and and I think you know with your experience you know, looking at it right now, being a financial coach, you know, and, and sharing this with someone like Ryan and many, many more, you know, I think whether you're just starting out in a career or a job, what was it like when you finally said, I'm going to transition, there's no job security, I need to get a hold mm -hmm. of my own, you know, future. Mm -hmm. And of course, your lifestyle is different from other people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a mom. So mm -hmm. my lifestyle mm -hmm. is defi definitely different from yours. I'd love to have a dog mm -hmm. one day, um, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a different lifestyle, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think the freedom to make those choices mm -hmm. and create your own terms, I think itself mm -hmm. is wealth. So if you're able to feel mm -hmm. free to make those decisions and have options yeah. in life, whether you're 18, 20, or right after mm -hmm. college, I think that's mm -hmm. you know a transition that you're going to make in your life maybe once or twice mm -hmm. you reach that crossroad mm -hmm. so what's your take on that christine like when you were going through the transition was it scary was it like mm -hmm. what were some of the strategies that helped you uh you know kind of build from yeah. that ground zero back up mm -hmm. yeah so yes it was a very scary decision so um so to to summarize i'm not gonna go too long with it to summarize like so so i've been working since i was 20 when i immigrated here to the u.s so i was working a data entry job because i didn't have a degree yet so i just wanted to make money and then so i got my degree my undergrad was in computer science so my first job was data analytics and i was in that career for many years at least a decade and then um so yeah and then like i think you come i mean my focus at the time when i was working was that i just want to work 95 and live you know try as many hobbies as i want uh, afterwards so i was trying everything dancing hiking you know triathlon so i was just trying everything i was interested in so that was kind of my life so i didn't really think too much about my career but i think as you grow older you come to a point where you're like yeah am i really happy here you know like it's like I already knew that, you know, there was just not satisfaction. Like it just felt like being in corporate was just about like moving up, you know, making more money, but it wasn't like, it didn't really trigger such inspiration. Like it's like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like your own calls, but you're just kind of like, what's this point? What's the point? You know, you, right. you know, that feeling that you're just like not passionate about this. So I, I think, um, yeah. So in 2016, um, I had a, I had a big breakout at the time. And then, so that triggered me, um, that, that was a catalyst for me to have, to start my spiritual journey. So I hired a life coach at the time. And then, um, yeah, throughout our work together, you know, we start talking about career and stuff like that. And then I said, you know, I'm just not happy there as well. And then, so she said, she realized, you know, I, I love 
finance. I love personal finance, you know? And then so she, she uh, encouraged me to actually start a business doing financial coaching. And then, you know, that was the time when I started talking to financial advisors because I was trying to get more, you know, um, more clarity, just guidance. And then I, that's how I start, get started. And I'm taking CFA courses as well, mostly because I'm interested also to learn more about personal finance. So yeah, so and then um, so September 2016, I just started. So she told me just start doing it for free at first. So I did for free for a couple of people, and then yeah, I realized I really enjoy it. Like I, I just love it. Just it just gave me such a high. You know, you just know when you're passionate about something, you just feel fulfilled, and then, and you just know like you're just very good at it. You know, like like it's like you have this gift, and it just come naturally for you. So some some people become coaches because they've experienced some pain in the past, they learn from it, and now they're trying to be a coach. But for me, I've always just been very good with money, except for that the short sell I did, which was the biggest mistake I've ever had. But for the most part, I've always been very good with my money. So, so September 2016, and then, um, so actually, um, I was still doing data analytics. And then a year later, um, I, I really wanted to quit my job at the time, trust me, but I'm so glad I didn't. So for anyone who wants to start you know, pursuing what they love, I would say keep your day job while you build your business on the side, because then you don't want to worry about about your finances in the beginning, like you want to make sure that um you know you that at least like you you want to figure out first do you like this um you know that this is even you know like there's a lot of stuff going on in the entrepreneurship. It's not all roses. Like people think, oh yeah, like you gotta be rich being an entrepreneur. And no, you there's a lot of work behind that scene. Okay, so <laughs> so you have to really like marketing. You pretty much do you pretty much do everything. Yeah, yeah, I know people who think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I was working a lot. So, so yeah, I was doing it nights and weekends. And then, so I did for, for a, after a year, I, I said, okay, should I quit? But then like, I was like, yeah, I wasn't really quite ready to give up my, my steady paycheck. So it's not a, you know, job stuff, but the steady paycheck of knowing how much you're going to make every single month or every two weeks. So, so yeah, I wasn't ready. So I said, maybe I just switched to corporate finance, at least in, in the finance department, at least I'm dealing with money. So I switched career. It was the same company. I switched career to corporate finance. I was in the P I was in the FPNA financial planning and analysis. So it was managing the budget of a multi-million, you know, department. So, so it's, it's different from personal finance, right? So I was so excited the first year, you learn something new, it's a new career, new people, just new. So I was, I was excited. So I stayed there for one year. Then my boss left, you know, the boss who hired me, who I really liked, he left and then for another company. And then, then after he left, I was pretty much like, bump around like three different managers. I think that was the time that I got triggered by like, I'm like, you know, if something happens in the corporate world, I'm always the mercy of, of whatever they decide, upper uh -huh. management decide. And it's like, every time you have a new manager, it's like, it's a new person to please. It's a new person to adjust to. It's always something new. And I was, I just got tired of it. And then I think that was a trigger for me. Like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to quit my job. Maybe I'm ready. But it was so scary. Like I, I literally took me a month to decide of going back and forth if I, if I should um, quit my job or not. So, so yeah. And um, finally, I, my last day was May 3rd of 2019. So I probably start thinking about in March. And then 
And then I gave my official, I gave a one month notice actually, because I wasn't going anywhere. So, and, and then I was, I wanted to give more than the two weeks regular notice. So I gave, so sometime April, I gave my one month notice and May 3rd was my last day. And so, yeah. And then it's, it's actually been really well. Like I, I even wrote an article. Um, If you go to my website, like my first month on my own. So I was like, I changed my mindset. You know, I, um, I'm a spiritual, I believe in the law of attraction. So I just like, I believe the universe has my back, you know, like I'm all about attracting abundance, know how to open your energy so you can attract that and manifest that. So, so, cause I was so, I was so worried about making enough money. Like I was just so like focused on it that then like, you know, but then when I talked to someone who was also spiritual, she said, you know, you should focus on being of service. Like, you know, how can you help people? So when I shifted that and also I came from a place of abundance, like for example, like I only need so many clients. Like I used to only need four new clients a month when I was in Silicon Valley. Now that I'm in Vegas, I literally only need like two new clients every single month. So, so that, that's like, if you think about it, that's, that's nothing, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of people out there. So if you come from a place of abundance, there's a lot of people who needs my help. And then there's plenty that's like very easy to just achieve, you know, getting two new clients every single month. So yeah, I, I came, I achieved my mindset, my attitude, my energy, and then like, I've just been profitable ever since month one. So the only time I was not profitable was in July of last year, but that was summer, but that was it. Like ever since, like it's been over a year now, right? And then ever since I've always been profitable. Profitable means like, you know, I'm able to pay for my business expenses, which isn't really a lot. I don't have a lot overhead. And then plus my personal expenses. <laughs> so like then when you're remote, yourself. so I, you know, yeah. I only, yeah, paying ourselves is the largest expense. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, so no, yeah. We have to pay ourselves first. We have to pay ourselves first, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so either way, it doesn't matter. Like I have to pay all the expenses at the end of the day, as long as I'm profitable. And then that's what matters to me. And then I've always been profitable. And then, so, so yeah, I've been very blessed. And then now I'm in Vegas and you know, I feel I can take it even easier. And then I feel kind of semi-retired now. So I think like, you know, I really truly believe like everyone should, should follow what, you know, what is your purpose in life? You know, what's your sole purpose? Like, what makes you happy? What makes you excited? You know, and then, and don't be so hard on yourself. You, it will take you time. Okay. So I'm not that young. I'm almost 40. So, so it took me time to get there. So I, when I was in twenties, so trust me, I was lost in my twenties. So, so, so well, it will I'll take work. you time. <laughs> you <work>. so, <laughs> Like, uh, so yeah, so no. <laughs> so I think like, once you start working, you start to like get to know yourself. Like I think the most important thing is that really get to know yourself. So it's it's a spiritual practice. A lot of people they just don't know who they are. You know, I think you need to spend like like you know I was I was having a conversation with a friend like you know like when I'm in Vegas, you know, I mean, like, um, I'm, I'm by myself. So there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. I actually haven't been lonely because I've done the work myself that I know how to transform my loneliness to aloneness. So I do enjoy my company. So, so that's also like when you're very connected to yourself, you know, you know who you are, you love your own company. You're very in touch with what your intuition, with what, you know, what makes you happy, what, what brings you joy, your sole purpose. And, you know, life just become easy. And I, I, did a post like there's a difference between go it's also you always have to ask yourself are you going with the flow or are you forcing it's either are you forcing or are you flowing so when you feel you're forcing like you're forcing you know whatever a relationship forcing a career forcing a friendship then just step back and then like deep breath and then you know just step back and see like 
how can you go back in the flow? And you will know when you're in the flow, like yes. things just go easily. And then I think once you keep, you just have to know how to always go with the flow. Eventually you're going to find what works for you and then what makes you happy. What is really your real calling, but, but be very patient. You know, people have their own time frame. but I really believe like you really should, you know, um, you know, find out what makes you happy. I had a conversation with someone today, like, you know, um, actually, I met a number of people here in Las Vegas who had COVID, although they, you know, they're okay now, but, but, you know, a lot of them who experienced COVID, like, you know, they experienced the end of life. They're like, wow, like, you know, I had this COVID, like, you know, like, I mean, it, you know, you get really, really sick when you're in COVID. You, it takes you about a month to recover. So they get into this, um, you know, questioning their life. They're like, what, you know, like, I'm almost dying. And then like, was the purpose of my life right. so sometimes yeah. it changed them so you don't even need covid and there's days you feel like you're asking <laughs> right? you're like what am i yeah. doing what have i not done yeah but then something like covid will trigger them it's like yes, oh my god i'm really dying I, I could die any moment so yes. so yeah don't don't wait till covid hits you till no. you try <laughs> don't advise that <laughs> i think your yeah. advice is to think about it now yeah. i mean i think you know gary v i'm a follower of gary v i mm-hmm. appreciate what too. he talks about and, yeah. and Ryan can definitely share on that because we, we are a big believer on the spiritual and mm-hmm. the intuition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. with, with Ryan's sort of generation, they're so pressured. There's so much pressure, Yeah, you know? So, you know, with, with, with this, you're, you're hearing us talk about this, Ryan, like what, what has gone through your mind to maybe, you know, ask like questions that, you know, we can provide as strategies for, for a young man like you and for young women, you know, that are going through this transition, going to college and facing the truth about life, you know, um, it's, it's a scary time. I mean, it doesn't matter what age group you're in. Honestly, I can relate with you, Christine, because I remember being 19, 20. It was scary. I actually actually became independent at 19. I started paying rent and I had two jobs and going to school. Yeah, that was yep. crazy. That was a crazy time. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, 18, 19, it's a scary time to transition. So what's going through your mind, Brian? Like what's, you know, maybe questions that you have for us that we can kind of, you know, share with you. Like, I feel like everyone my age is like still trying to figure out themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the, <laughs> and it's just kind of like have fun, but like mm-hmm. they're not setting a path for themselves to, you know, set them up for success. So I just feel like, you know, what job or like career development advice like can you share with us for you know college bound students and you know college graduates so. um yeah so my advice is that um yeah after you graduate high school so unless like you have a very entrepreneurial mindset i still i still value education so still go to education if you can um but i do think when you're looking at education to look at the ROI, return on investment. So you kind of almost want to look at it as a business decision because I've had clients who has master's degrees, who has six-figure debt, and they're not making much money, 40, 50K. So, so I just don't think it's worth it if you're going to go that round because most of the majority of the reason why you go master's is so you can make more money, right? But if you can't make more money, actually, I, uh, I want to share a story. So my delivery guy for, for Vegas when they deliver. So he was telling me he used to live in L.A., he has a master's in counseling, you know, marriage and family therapy. Wow. And then he said he was making 40, 50 K and he had a, he had a student loans, you know, for a master's degree, you know how that is. So then he's like, what am I doing here in LA in California? So then he moved here to Vegas. 
now he's doing full-time delivery and he said he tripled his income so so he didn't even he didn't even have to go master's degree for that right so anyway so but but anyway besides the point so if you're gonna go to um so to college like i think you 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 should do like community college first so it's cheaper because then that will i think that will give you time to actually figure yourself out and then if you can work work because then I was working full-time and going to school and like going to uh you know community college at night if you can do that do that because then you 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 know most people don't know themselves okay it's very very rare the people in their 20s who know themselves so so I think take the time to just make money be start to be independent and then go to school still but never never put aside your education because you just don't know where it's gonna lead so at least like you also learn something in school so do community college maybe work part-time you know you don't have to do full-time like I did but at least make some money then when you figure out it's like okay you know I kind of know myself maybe I want to major in that so maybe you don't even have to declare a major in the first two years right after two years maybe you kind of have an idea then you know what i want to major in this when you decide major just stick with it just finish the degree because you know like i you know i mean i know people who just never could figure out, oh i don't know what to do keep switching just just freaking finish a degree i have no i have no regret finishing my computer science degree right. even though it's not my passion but it gave me a good job it gave me very good jobs okay like i make good money because of that so so then um yeah so once you finish your undergrad i would recommend don't go to grad school right away so my advice actually do not go to grad school right away because actually work first for maybe at least two years because then you, you make money, then you get to know yourself even more because the worst you can do is like people who want to become lawyers, doctors. Then when they start working, then they realize like, I really don't like this. And then they have six-figure debt. I mean, that's like the worst you can do, right? It's like you hate what you're doing. You stack up this six-figure debt. And then now what? You're going to go back to school to get more student loans? So so that that's my main advice for people who are trying to figure their career and and you know what to do. I think the most important thing, again, I'm going to repeat, get to know yourself, you know, have, have like a spiritual practice, you know, have to really know yourself and you know, meditate, journal, like, you know, just, just, I don't know, like if, if you need to hire a life coach or a spiritual coach, like whatever, just, just, just start listening to like spiritual stuff because end of the day, you know, I truly believe, you know, we're a soul having a human experience. So we're end of the day, like, you know, we're meant to be happy. Every individual meant to be happy, but we just get so lost with all this, you know, cultural society, like whatever, like, you know, like, oh yeah, you gotta go to school, work, make money, have kids and then blah, blah, blah. It's like, is that what you really want, right? So, I mean, if I follow my culture, then they probably will be disappointed in me by now because I don't have kids or whatever, right? So, so, but that's not the path I want to choose, you know? I chose the path I want. I love being my own boss. Like, I, I'm really living a lifestyle I'm very happy about. And I'm just, I just can't believe that I'm really grateful for my life. Like, you know, like I have business, I have online courses, that I'm in Vegas now. I can just pretty much just take it easy, you know? Like I, and then I'm, I'm pretty much in control of my schedule. So I feel kind of semi-retired already and then just kind of enjoying my time. And then when I work, I love what I work, so it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. Well, you really are. You're technically living a semi-retired life mm -hmm. and, and yeah. you know, sort of creating your own terms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, if I may just add, you know, yeah. you, you definitely shared a good point. Get to know yourself. So for the mm -hmm. younger people yeah. that are 17, 18, 19, even in their early 20s, mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. take on that would be, you know, not just get to know yourself because, of course, that's a continuous journey. Mm -hmm. But I really believe that take that pressure off of yourself. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, 
you really just have to step back and like the process you're in. If you don't like that, if you don't like studying, if you don't like showing up for class on time yeah. and doing homework, maybe that's a good indication, right? Maybe do something that's easier and just get through it. You know, if, if, mm -hmm. I mean, for practicality, right? Yeah. Just to college. The community co college route is definitely good for mm -hmm. student athletes who aspire to have, mm -hmm. you know, sort of their scholarship yeah. for college. I think that's a good route. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the young people today, they need to just look at it and say, am I enjoying that process? Mm -hmm. If I don't enjoy it, then that's the beginning, beginning of let me get to know myself further and not mm -hmm. put the pressure. Cause I think that's, what's leading this whole mental, you know, wellness, uh, yep, subject, yep. you know, yep. they feel sad, they feel frustrated and I think it's not worth it, you know, and yeah. a lot of parents, you know, and, and actually I have 100% women listening in the first series of my podcast. So if they're moms, raising kids today mm -hmm. i think that's one thing we can guide as as mm -hmm. parents guide our children through high school going mm -hmm. to their college years i think the pressure is not necessary unless mm -hmm. the child unless you want that ryan for yourself because that that alone is you're passionate about the process if you don't like showing up for class and doing homework that's an indication mm -hmm. it's not yeah, worth going into student loan debts Right. Like, you know, there's no point doing like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get my undergrad and then I'm going to get my master's, mm -hmm. you know, like kind of like planning everything out. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a plan, but I, I really believe in manifestation and mm -hmm. being this yep. intuitive person for your path, mm -hmm. because everything I've done in my life, I really believe when I look back, Christine, that mm -hmm. it was meant for me. Like yep, it, yep. it was meant to take me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So whether they, you know, there were setbacks or mistakes, I think either way, it was meant to happen. So I, I really believe that moving forward, I think for younger generation, like yourself, Ryan, is so important to just really be in tune with yourself mm -hmm. and, and really finding like, who mm -hmm. are you? Like, what what is your, your passion in a mm -hmm. way where you're not gonna know that yet, but passion, like, are you passionate even getting up in the morning and saying, I'm gonna take, you know, this class at 7 a.m., you know? Because mm -hmm. if you're not even interested in that, a student loan option, it should not be your answer. You know, like, well, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to get my parents to pay for my college or I'm going to get a student loan. It's really not worth it. So for those who are listening, who are moms, dads, you know, kids, I think it's, it's an eye opener now, especially with the global economy, you know, that's happening during this pandemic that we have mm -hmm. for 2020. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's my take on that. And, and I, I'm with you on that, Christine. I really, you know, like the idea that, you know, you have to use your, your, your sort of getting to know yourself process. Mm -hmm. Journaling, I agree. It yeah. helps. It helps. I've been journaling since I was maybe 12, you know, not wow. consistently, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's yeah. something that I go, it's like a go-to therapy for me. Yeah. Myself. Yep. You know, so, but then, you know, we have all of these like social media, we've got like technology. So what I've done is I've started my Instagram mm -hmm. just to kind of journal my process, journal yeah. like what, what I'm thinking about. So something like that for the younger generation, they use social media in a different way, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So what's your take on that? And, and Ryan, you know, join in in that conversation too, because I think you have more insight being in this social media, younger generation, you know, compared to, to myself and Christine. Well, like, you know, a lot of people still use, like, social media for, like, you know, showing all this fun stuff and, like, doing, like, you know, what normal teenagers do. So they don't really show, you know, what they're trying to do, you know, for the future and, like, what they're passionate about. 
But like for me, I like to like show like a lot of my sports, my you know my fitness, my entrepreneurship, and you know a lot of my my friends they they show like a lot of the partying, you know they're drinking, smoking, doing whatever, but they're not showing what they're actually trying to do in like their real life. So, I mean, it's it's a hard topic to like touch on, but like a lot of people still like don't understand like how much social media is like a big impact for like you know the future. So. That's true. That's true. I do. See. So I guess in an adult version, he's, he's kind of seeing it from the younger version of the fluff. There's right. the fluff, you know, and, and I think using the social media platform could be an entryway to entrepreneurship or the entrepreneurial path. So that, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good take, Ryan. Um, what do you think about that, Christine? I mean, you know, where, you know, how does social media, you know, come into to affect us uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and even for the younger generation, like wh what's your take on that? Yeah, so before I go to social media, I do want to point out like, you know, earlier about what we talk about. So there's a difference between just being lazy, like because you're not passionate about doing anything versus doing something with your life. So I, I, I mean, I don't know how if you're really happy just being lazy and not doing anything, then I think maybe you need something to work on and stuff, right? So, so I, I, I think that there's still value in like, you know, you still need to be want to be financially independent because some people, they just can just stay at their parents' place and not do anything and stuff. So I, I don't encourage that behavior. So, so I think still do something about your life. And then if you don't, if you, you think that you can make it without going to school, but then, you know, you're passionate about doing something else and then go for it, you know? So, so I, I don't see anything because at the end of the day, we're just trying to make money, right? So regardless if you need a degree or not, right? So, okay, so go to, going to social media, the, my advice is that do not always believe what you read, right? So, so, so okay, so, so be, when I became a, my bis, a business owner, right? So, so you're going to see a lot of business coach trying to sell you. I'm going to make you, help you make six figures, make five digits. And then they always try, they always show off like oh i'm making so much money too whatever or you just see a lot of this posting of people making a lot of money so so you know i'm always cautious of that and then like i don't believe what anyone say unless i see their tax return and their bank statement so if they say it's like yeah i'm making this much money or even like if you're on linkedin a lot you you get a lot of people you know um messaging you about they're forex people you know they're they're trying to say yeah i can do like you know bitcoin or forex uh, i can teach you that and you can make a thousand dollars a week and then like and then i'm just like if you're really making a thousand dollars a week then why are you bothering so many people right so it's like <laughs> so actually sometimes i responded that way so so just be very careful what what you what you read and then like and also when it comes to money or uh, especially investments advice so for people who are true investment advisor who are registered with the state they're not allowed to give advice on on any platform social media so it has to be like you know just in general because like on linkedin they're very um they have to be under compliance so so they're always being well regulated so i think there are some fine there are a lot of financial advisors who use instagram to to share because they're not being regulated on Instagram. So just be very careful what you read because like, you know, there's a reason why they're being regulated by the state that they can't do any of that. 
okay? So when it comes to investment advice, even I, I don't give specific investment advice. I teach people how investment work, but I'll never tell them, hey, invest in this, invest in that, invest in that. So so that's my biggest advice when it comes to social media. And then in terms of like, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's very helpful for business owners. So for me, like I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have found me on social media. You wouldn't have, Yona wouldn't have found me if it wasn't for LinkedIn. So there's a lot I'm grateful for for LinkedIn. So it is really my go-to um, social media. Like that's where I grew, allow my following. So when I first started, when I was, I really worked hard on building my presence there. So that's why I grew to over 70,000 followers. But lately since I moved to Vegas or last month when I was in the process of moving and stuff like that, I was going through stuff. So I was just like, I just wasn't active. And then I'm kind of like, now that I'm here and settled, I just feel like my priority has changed. So I'm not as like so active on social on, on LinkedIn as much, but I still post, I still show up, but not as much as I used to. So I'm kind of slowing down there, but I still make sure that I show up and then, you know, for people just to know that they're, and then for also to share valuable tips um, and advice when, when needed. Yeah. Well, you're slowing down because you're sort of semi-retired. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I, yeah, okay, I guess I, you're lazy, Christine. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you're lazy. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no, it's true. Cause LinkedIn for me, actually, what I realized is that starting, I think in 2009, mm-hmm. you know, I was really active, but I think, you know, going into Facebook and you know, all that stuff got kind of, so my, my best take on it for younger people, I think if you're using social media for professional development, career mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. definitely, I think LinkedIn would be your best way to mm-hmm. enter. Social mm-hmm. media, Facebook, all of that, I feel like it's more personal mm-hmm. than anything. And, you know, with what Christine even said, you know, you're going into Instagram. Don't mm-hmm. believe everything you, you yep. see read because the fluff is there. And yeah. when it comes to investment advice, financial uh, type mm-hmm. advising, that mm-hmm. is part of a, a, a regulated mm-hmm. uh, under yep. the security. So, yep. you know, if you come across someone, you know, talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of those things are worth looking into. It's, mm-hmm. it's really educating yourself yep. at, at yep. a young age. Um, I'm educating myself. It never ends. Yep, um, exactly. I think there's nothing wrong with, with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I think for me, choosing that route wouldn't mm-hmm. be my first priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, investing, I think there's a lot of different ways mm-hmm. to definitely invest. But with yep. what's happening right now, exactly. I think education is your first investment step. Mm-hmm. Is really yep. like learn, you know, as much as you can. There's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki which, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan is very familiar with that, but there's new yeah. ones now, you know, that yep. you can go into blogs, you can see, yep. you know, lives. I mean, tuning in is really mm-hmm. feeding your mindset with that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind exactly. Of what everybody else is doing, listening to people like Christine, you know, her blog mm-hmm. her articles. I, I took a glimpse actually. So I was very familiar with what you were mentioning. Oh, thank Ryan, you. he hasn't seen. So I think, you know, it's a good way for you to, to kind of get started. And, you know, since we're talking about being a financial coach and all of this financial advisor topic, related topic, what's your, Christine, what's your take when you're sharing with, you know, sharing this topic with somebody who's, who's like Orion to Mm -hmm. differentiate that, the difference of, um, the difference, but also the importance of having a financial coach and a financial advisor, Mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, when they start making their own money, they're now independent. Mm -hmm. They've mm-hmm. got an income. Doesn't matter forty thousand, mm-hmm. sixty thousand. Doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm a believer that it's not how much you make, 
It's how much it's working for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. I, you know, so yeah, take us there. Yeah. So I did a post actually, um, once I said you can be rich making like, you know, 50 K a year, or you can be broke making 150 K a year. It's all about your lifestyle. So, so in terms of the difference between financial coach and advisor. So I think when you just graduate, um, college and then you're not going to have any money yet. Right. But when you start making money, you can start, um, hiring a coach to actually, um, work with you on like, you know, how money works, get you started on budgeting, making sure you understand that. So it's all about the fin the foundation of financial literacy. So that's like, you want to get that house in order first. And then I think, I think, and then, you know, I mean, pretty much, I, I pretty much teach everything. I teach, I'm, I'm also a tax professional. I'm an IRS enrolled agent. So if anyone doesn't know, Enrolled agent and CPA, we both have the same right. Enrolled agent is not as popular as CPA. They always think about CPA when it comes to taxes, but enrolled agent has the same right as CPA. So basically, um, yeah, so I, I do their tax planning, tax education, make sure they understand taxes, how to be efficient with taxes, uh, and the individual level. I don't do the business taxes. And then I also uh, you know, I teach investments, and then I also do retirement planning, help them how to plan for retirement as well. And then so, yeah, so that's, I think I teach them all of that. And then plus, I teach the behavioral aspect. So we also work on their behavior and mindset. So so most advisors don't really focus on that. They focus on the practice and then planning for the future. So, and then I think if you want someone like, you know, I, I've met people who like, you know, I just don't want to deal with my money. I just want someone else to manage it. And maybe a financial advisor is better for you than they can just manage your money and then you can, you can just check in once in a while, like quarterly or something. But just know that regardless, if your money goes up and down, they will charge you a fee. Okay, so it doesn't matter. You lose a lot of money, they will still charge you a fee. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's basically um, in a nutshell, the, the main difference between the two. So I think like for a fresh graduate who doesn't have money or like people who have allowed, okay, people who have allowed debt, financial advisor isn't going to help you. So <laughs> you're going to, you need to have a financial coach because you need to work on the behavioral and also the, um, the mindset issue. And then I work with people's money history, their trauma, like healing from them. So I come from a more spiritual place. Like, you know, we work on forgiveness. We work on like, where's the trauma coming from? Why, why do you do the way you do? Where, where did the behavior come from? So I really try to dig deep and then like, you know, hopefully the clients open up and then help them like discover where their pattern came from. Like some, most of the time it comes from mom or dad because that's you know like you just don't realize subconsciously how how your mom and dad really impacted you you know like you know how your race impacted you, your your history your background your family because the first you know the first five years of your life can really impact you so we need to like bring that in you know uh, into fruition and uh, and the surface and then try to heal what needs to be healed and then it first comes from awareness then we can try to modify that behavior yeah it's kind of like a, you know, your emotional relationship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Money. How do you yeah. see money, Ryan, at this age? Do you see it being, you know, your first priority to, to say, you know what, I'm finished college. Now I'm just going to work for money. Or how do you see that? I'm just curious <laughs> since we're on this topic. Well, I see money as like, you know, it's a process. It's a journey. It's not like, you know, instant gratification where mm -hmm. you're going to have like, a lot of money right out of college so I mean it's always gonna take you know a long process to always build that up but you know working like constantly is and like getting constant cash flow is still pretty good uh, but like a side job but like you know building your business is always gonna take like a long process so we always got to be patient and just keep on working so that's why I see money that's that's interesting that's uh, interesting coming from you know I, I guess it somehow your experience you know um, 
being around the topic at, at home also kind of shapes that, right? So I think, you know, with what Christine is saying is that, you know, some people, they come from certain traumas, you know, where money maybe was, you know, the biggest argument caused, you know, broken homes to happen mm -hmm. or gambling problems, alcoholism, you know, the extreme, you know, but I remember growing up with parents who were quite, you know, um, not frugal, they were just very disciplined with, with money. So yeah. seeing that really impacted me as well. So for me, I don't look at money as, you know, that's all I'm going to, you know, focus on. To me, I think having money and wealth is really lifestyle, like having the options. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for the young people, you know, that, you know, hopefully will we'll tune in, they can understand that they shouldn't be going to college and thinking that that's what they're going to expect is so that they can make a ton of money. It's a good thing. It's a bonus if you, you are, but I think the best part, best part of that is really being able to build wealth that goes beyond that because I think, you know, what Christine is doing is living a semi-retired life, having more options, you know, not so much, you know, active on LinkedIn <laughs> because she doesn't need to, you know, those things I think is such an important thing. You know, it's freedom, you know, having the freedom. That's what I appreciate at this point in my life is the freedom. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It really is like me getting back on LinkedIn, me doing what I do, you know, the whole virtual thing. I'm loving it, you know, being able yep. to to kick off this podcast. I think it's such a privilege. It's something mm -hmm. that I, you know, I'm enjoying as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, being that you don't have to have millions of dollars mm -hmm. to do that. Right. Exactly. Like, yep. You just yep. had a guest on your live, you know, talking yeah. about being a professional hobo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is the living nomad. My, my yeah. son wanted to actually travel and, 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 you know, do all of that, what she talked about and mm -hmm. COVID hit. So you know, now you're kind of staying, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an amazing opportunity to really travel and just mm -hmm. have that freedom too. But I mean, yeah. you know, we can't really speak for the next, you know, year because we don't know mm -hmm. where it's going to be at. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, with the younger generation and even the older generation, I think mm -hmm. having that freedom is so much sweeter when you know you've worked for it, mm -hmm. you know, and you were passionate along the way, you know, yeah. to do that. And, and like you said, we're not talking about being lazy and having that behavior. We're more talking about, you know, finding your passion, being able to do, you know, something that you're going to be committed to and see that process. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take time, which you're right, Ryan, like starting your business and, and growing that will take some time. And it's, it's definitely a process. I think having a job and a career, you know, that's nine to five kind of scenario, that's easy. But I think what Christine touched on, so I, you know, just in closing, I think, I, I mean, I can carry on, the, uh, you know, this conversation forever, but I think when you touched on about not liking that feeling, like you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> if they're going to let you go in this job, I think that's the worst thing to put ourselves through, I think, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's almost like you're, you're probably going, I'm stressed, you know, I don't know, politics are happening at work, you know, mm -hmm. all of those things. I think that to me is, what would take me out of, you know, having a job mentality and, and believing that there's a security. Mm -hmm. Now yep. it's different if you're an attorney, uh, maybe a doctor, maybe dentist, like all of that uh, may differ. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking about if you're working for the banking industry, you know, where you're going into a bank and you, you know, you clock in nine to five, we don't know what can happen to you. You may be a secretary at a, a firm. We don't mm -hmm. know what can happen to you. But all the other careers, I think there's a little bit more of control 
because you can be a dentist and put up your practice. So you're still sort of your own boss somehow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So just, you know, to kind of, you know, sort of clarify that so that you can kind of understand that, you know, financial literacy is so important. Mm -hmm. um, making transitions, yep. transitions in your life, it's not just going to happen one time. Yeah. And third, you have to manifest everything you want to mm -hmm. do and accomplish. Take exactly. away the, the, the pressures, mm -hmm. right? Manifest yeah. it so that you can actually look at life with a more positive energy. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what attracts. And I agree with you. I believe in that yep. law of attraction. It's yeah. kind of like the karma. And my mm -hmm. kids hear me talk about karma, you mm -hmm. know, because I really believe that if your energy is yep. positive and giving and ready to mm -hmm. serve, yeah. it's going to come back to you tenfold one way or another. Mm -hmm. You, you yep. might not even see it coming. So, yep. you know, I think in, in, in closing, what I learned here, Christine, is that mm -hmm. not only that you're, you're semi-retired, <laughs> living in Vegas, <laughs> you're, you're two furry babies. Um, I think what I learned here as, as, you know, an adult is that the financial literacy never ends. I think mm -hmm. working with a financial coach and, and some, somehow going into a more spiritual mm -hmm. approach with how to build wealth mm -hmm. is I think those are the first ingredients to mm -hmm. really succeeding in that path. That's mm -hmm. my take. I don't know what your take is, Ryan. Hopefully you've learned a thing or two uh, with me and Christine. Uh, you know, what's your take and, and conclusion? Um, well, I learned like a lot about, you know, getting to know yourself in the process and that leads you to your passion and, you know, what you want to do in life because you know a lot of people they don't know themselves really well they think they know themselves but you know other people are shaping, shaping that for them so i mean you know finding yourself in the process and getting to know who you are and what you want to do is like really going to take you far like into you know your success path and yeah so yeah that's that's a that's a great takeaway from you too i, I appreciate you co-hosting and for christine of course she is on linkedin and I think you've, you've dove into Instagram as well. And, uh, you know, again, uh, this has been a very refreshing open conversation at Launch Your Wealth. This is all about, you know, learning along the way, whether we're young or old, and about the whole topic of financial education mm -hmm. and hopefully creating your own terms in life. And, of course, being able to work with a financial coach or financial advisor that you know fits your scenario as well mm -hmm. so i thank you so much christine for joining us this has been fun and um absolutely you're welcome to to join us on many more episodes um i think we can go endless on this topic but i just wanted to thank you for for spending our t spending your time with our time here on uh, our podcast and um any last words of you know that you want to share with our audience young and old moms and parents, <laughs> entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if you just want to schedule a time to chat with me, so just go on my website, Tay, T-E-H, that's my last name, TayFinancialCoaching.com and just book a time to talk with me. And then, and if you'd like to be added to my uh, newsletter mailing list, just sign up for my newsletter because I'm working on a new uh, course called the Financial Literacy Course. So that's for people who are not ready to invest in coaching. So that's going to be much more affordable. So I'll just get them started. You know, like, it's going to talk about everything about, 
you know, financial literacy. So except for the behavioral piece, I think, um, you know, there's only so much you can put that in the course. But, but yeah, I will also try to integrate it as well. So I'm hoping like once I settle down more in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to build that course and then launch that, you know, hopefully in the next month or two. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We'll definitely stay posted on that because I really believe it's needed more than ever. We are in a pandemic. It's needed more than ever, whether you're young, old, graduating high school. I think that financial literacy and what you're doing is going to kick that off for a lot of people in this new decade. So that is amazing. I look forward to that. So for now, I just want to say thank you again and until the next podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Okay.